our thing is to 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 look at what all those trends mean and how a company can plug into that to get business. I mean, at the end of the day, everything that we do is how does this, how is this going to produce revenue? And I think a lot of people get trapped into, you know, looking at attribution and all these models and stuff from, from marketing and they have a hard time justifying what they're doing because they can't really correlate, Hey, this turned into revenue. Yes. And that's, that is what I wanted to talk about because numbers underneath a video doesn't mean anything and and the marketing people that are using those it's it's not really i mean the software that we have some of it i don't know if you want to talk no. okay never mind but um anyway there's other ways basically that when you see it starts to generate sales and revenue yeah those are your, the, the numbers that you're looking for yeah those are the droids you're looking for. <laughs> so what do you see people doing on linkedin that doesn't resonate with end users or channel partners or whatever their audience is going to be what, what are you seeing people do that is not working. I think people think they're posting when they're really not posting any information at all. I see people doing things that was done a while back that used to work that doesn't work anymore. And I don't see anyone changing and adapting to what the audience wants to see. And um, I think that there's a lot of junk being posted that no one cares about. No one cares about seeing logos left and right, left and right. Just logo, 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 scroll, scroll, scroll. And I what think- What was the term called for that? Banner blindness. Yeah. So people get what's called banner blindness and they just psychologically will tune out all these logos and just skip right by. If you have a photo with a logo on it, they don't care. It's it means nothing. Way. It's the same way in the feeds too, because you're just going through there and it's just, it all becomes one blur of, to me, the thing I see coming from the sales side of things is it's, it's like a product pitch instead of talking about how your solution and your company helps customers, what your value is. Mm -hmm. There's just a feeds and speeds um, for the old days of showing up. Here's my, my widget. Here's what it does and you should just buy it yeah and also products to music just dancing around okay what is that well <laughs> i'd say there you know it has a it has a, a spot like if you're doing an ad mm -hmm. for for just quick you know to get people maybe excited about something but there's got to be a point where you start telling people what the heck your company's about and what it does to help somebody and yes. and there's so much to break down like if you start getting into verticals and uh, what each one, it's going to be different. Like if you're talking to an airport, they have different requirements than a warehouse. And so I think the the approach that everyone has seems to be one size fits all. Generic. Yeah. And so it doesn't resonate with most of the audience because it doesn't, it, they, they, it doesn't speak to them. No. And then it's just... Um... 
I'm sorry, I can't remember what I was going to say. I was going to say uh, the the relevance game is is kind of like what we've been really dialed in on, which is you're just looking at okay, well how how does this product solve a problem for this particular person? So you're kind of putting yourself in their shoes and what's their day to day? What are they trying to figure out? And I think just having that, <clears throat> excuse me, as a narrative, you know, making it short, sweet, here you go. That's been sort of what we've been focused on uh, for our clients and and helping them do it in a way that's uh, entertaining for the people on the other side of it. Uh, but it also gets the message through. So and then we'll continue working on that forever. But uh, I think that's where we're starting to really hit our stride is just figuring out, you know, um, we haven't really even announced it, but Wave Media is really where Wave is going. And that is just producing content for B2B customers to help explain what they do or what their product does in short snippets for end users, channel partners, whatever the audience demographic they want to go after. Uh, obviously, we have a good a uh, bit of channel partner experience and understanding that education is a big key uh, to drive sales. Otherwise, you're expecting people to figure it out. You're expecting them to just know, like, let me let me go figure out what your what your value prop is to me and how how to apply it. Mm-hmm. A, a customer should not have to work to find out what you have to offer for them. How can you help them? Um, I think it's becoming very self-centered and the customer can see that and they they're not interested in that they just want to know what can you do for them yeah and what's funny is that uh, there was a ceo i won't say his name um but i saw him post a question uh regarding linkedin and the value there and that his marketing department was kind of pushing him to to go out there and, and talk which is perfectly fine but he also saw that people are to seem to be self-promoting, that they're, they're, there's no value in terms of what they're doing other than to promote themselves is what his impression was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big takeaway that, um, you know, you got to think about, like, why am I posting this? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what value is it to the other people on the other side? And I get, you know, there's going to be different types of content that go out. Correct. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying that what we do and one thing from for is the end all be all but i don't see other people sort of connecting the dots of hey what value am i providing the audience my target audience and i think from a sales perspective you know we we coined the term uh marketing that sells and and i think our our whole um approach to to this is really looking at it from how how does this content help the sales department move deals? How can they use it? You know, most of the time there's something that they really can't use and they can't use an hour we- hour long webinar uh, to educate their end users. So unless people are just jumping on those and it's very hot, then that's not going to be something that they're going to uh, just go out of their way to, to um, take the feed and look at that. So I think breaking things up into digestible chunks and knowing that people are you know, yeah, they'll they'll watch stuff for a longer bit if it's good, but most of the time they don't have the time. And if you can get your message in there little by little, I think it's a lot more effective. Yeah, and by creating our channel, we have the channel partners can go now to our website, our 
well, our channel. Yeah, LinkedIn. And, yeah, on LinkedIn. And um, they can just sift through whatever they want to watch. If they don't want to watch something, they don't have to. And I think yeah. they like that. They can just go through there and find what they want, what they need, what a client needs. And even end users are on there looking, sifting through. And our channel has been growing because they don't have to go over here to look at one thing and over there to look at what they're just coming right there. And we hope to have more for them to sift through and more for them available to, to help them. It's to help them. Right. Yeah. And that's all organic growth. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just been kind of almost a way of, of testing. How are we doing? Like, how is this, um, material received? Mm -hmm. Is it the right format? Is it, is it the right length? Is the content delivered correctly? There's all these components that go into it and we think a lot about it. And I think it's been a great way of just sort of putting things out there to see, you know, if it's good, it's going to gain traction. We're not using advertising or anything to get people to come and, and really go to the channel. It's just been, um, you know, organic growth of people kind of coming in there. We've invited some people, but 90% of it's just people just sort of finding the channel. Yeah. And I think if, you know, at least hopefully, if the content's good and the, and um, we put a lot of effort into delivering value to everybody, then uh, it'll catch on. So that's the big direction, that though, that we're going is just getting more into the wave media component of how can we help uh, our clients get their message out. How can we use our talents in copywriting and video production and video editing and subject matter expertise and kind of putting that together. And the one thing that you mentioned, uh, I think it was today, is that they can't, they can't do the same thing on their own in that if we're creating a, an audience um, and channels where people are coming that you know, they don't want to just go to one manufacturer necessarily to to look at what they have. It'd be nice if they can just go to one place. And so we're we're sort of aggregating um, that subject matter expertise by by channel, meaning we created a security channel for the security industry, which we've been in for a long time. So that is an area for that. And then we're just going to create different channels for uh, other. B2B customers. Mm -hmm. So that way it's just easier for, especially channel partners and end users, they don't want to surf the entire, you know, LinkedIn um, feed for something, you know, that's useful for them. So anyway, you have more opportunity that way, I think, too. It's sort of the the promise of, of going, you know, when you go to trade shows or when you do any event, it's it's a big um, area where there's a lot of people there, but then it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, it's it's sort of information overload. So we're trying to make it very concise and tight and uh, helpful. A little bit of infotainment uh, added to it, but I think uh, yeah, we're excited. So the wave media thing is probably the biggest uh, change that we've made uh, since we started. I mean, we we kind of went from really focused on one industry and then spread that out to B2B and then had dedicated and fractional sales and marketing people. And now the, the media component is more exciting because I think that it um, is leveraging, you know, things that we've, a background, your background in television and radio uh, and just how you put ads together and, and what a customer might want versus what the public or the audience wants 
how to get that reach together and then uh, my copywriting and uh, and uh, video editing is uh, it's a lot of fun to, to put that out there and um, so anyway I think the subject matter expertise component to it is unique and that yeah I mean people could create all this stuff on their own and it's also the feedback that we get from the viewers from the audience is what shapes the next video it's them that are telling us what they want and all we want to do is give them what they want right yeah we're not versus i'm gonna make a video about what i want and that's not how it works and that's that's really a secret you have to give them what they want yep i think a customer service background probably ingrained <laughs> that into us yeah uh, old nordstrom employees so I think the the next thing though is that somebody could do all this. I mean, every company kind of is going to have a media practice, and I foresee us, you know, uh, working with companies in different facets. Maybe they can create the material, and we can come in and edit it, put our mm -hmm. sort of polish on things. Um, but at the same time, it's a lot of work just to write a write copy that's engaging and. and and has some good hooks and can get people uh, to listen to what you have to say. That's just something right there. Well, maybe we should talk about that. Maybe we should talk about what's involved in making a video that people like. I mean, sometimes, yeah, you can just do raw and just walk around and talk or whatever. But we're talking about, you know, reaching an audience that's trying to find out some valuable information. And sometimes you want to show diagrams or whatever. Right. And um, yeah, putting something together that's going to um, have lasting power. So that, that's a great example. So we could certainly put a vertical video up mm -hmm. and it would go on like an Instagram or, or uh, YouTube short, something like that. And there's value in doing that. But there's also other content that you want to be um, more long term and that has staying power and that's a little bit more polished and produced. Mm -hmm. And so there's value in both of those. And I think yes. that when we're creating content uh, for a client and we could do everything. I mean, this is the thing now this sort of the, the secrets open that um, if anybody with, especially within, you know, any, any B2B, but physical security right now, you know, because of our expertise in that field, it's like they could come in and say, okay, we want to work with you. And we would create a program for them of, you know, here's what we're going to do you know, and how many times we're going to do it. And you, they could either lean on us to create everything soup to nuts, except for, you know, if, if they have their product, it's good for them to video their product. They should have, there's certain things that a company should have. Um, so I've learned this the hard way and that it's nice to have at least some graphics of what your, your company materials are. So product, and if you have video of it, even better. But I would call that sort of that B-roll of what goes in. So when you're talking about a product, you know, you can have that uh, within the shop. But uh, we can do the ex the sort of explainer component of it with our subject matter expertise and help somebody do that. Mm -hmm. It just depends on how much they want to do. Um, but our idea is to take, it's a lot. There's a lot to it. So you'd have to have a subject matter expert. You'd have to have the right sound, backdrop. Uh, so you have the right recording. All that material has to be then um, gone through and cleaned up. And then that goes into the editing. Yeah, that's pre-production. Yeah. 
and then it, it's all wrapped up your your footage so your former um <laughs> your former reproduction and then it goes to video post post production is when you put it all together so you recorded video <laughs> uh back in the day so you were you were doing video and you did yeah uh, reproduction for, yeah. yeah and post production so on the on the post then a lot of work goes into there's a lot of work in all of it yeah um i mean some people have to have have a lighting expert some people have to have an audio i mean you don't just plug a microphone in and yeah. you're done there's audio and there's mixing and there's there's just so much to all of those things before you've even recorded anything and then what are you going to record right do you have a script or are you going to go off script well if you you don't have a script sometimes you kind of go off on these rabbit trails and then there's no purpose to the video because you got sidetracked on talking about something else and the audience is trying to follow what you're saying and you didn't really make a point at the end. Right. So that's just that part of it. Yeah, and then yeah. how are you add how how do you add um sort of that that other background material, right? So the the B-roll mm -hmm. of, you know, here's what's happening or Licensing. here's your product. Yeah, there's licensing. <laughs> we know we know all about the licensing, so there's a lot to to that. And then you repeat that. So this is why most companies do one video a year, maybe two videos a year, mm -hmm. is they put a lot of money hiring somebody to do all this. And, and this is one of the things why we created Wave uh, Media is because th that that doesn't work. That's like selling twice a year. So yeah. you're not going to do that either. So you know, between that and trade shows, people put a lot of time and energy into those two things, but at the same time the ROI on it, you know, it, it should be the everyday or the, at least you should it's, have material that can it's be shared. It's a relationship you're building. Yeah. And if you only say hi every, twice a year at a show, how is that a relationship? Well, even if it's every month, it's like, okay. Okay. When the, and we send newsletters. Okay. Well, that used to work. Yeah. People don't read a newsletter when everyone's sending a newsletter. Now they've got 50,000 newsletters in their email. They're not going to sit and read newsletters all day. I always laughed about, um, you know, going to ISC West so many years. And we'd go there. It'd be the same thing every year. You, you'd go. It'd be like, okay, great. You spend a whole week there. And then you get back. And now you're just overloaded with all this stuff that you have to get done. So now you're you have this backlog and you're trying to catch up. And then, um, then the end users and channel partners who went, they're also trying to catch up. But then you get this email from, from marketing of an Excel spreadsheet of everyone sort of bunched together of that was at the show for follow-up. And what happens is they might get one call and they're done because everyone's busy. They only have a few calls. And almost none of the manufacturers that I've talked to have a really great strategy of doing follow-up. That was one of the reasons we did Inside Sales was because of that. But then you take it sort of the next level where, all right, that channel that those people who you were supposed to follow up with, they've been they were busy because they're trying to catch up on a week's worth of business, and now it's time to, um, you know, have sort of what we call a cadence, a series of steps to to connect with them, and now you add to that video where maybe it's a good reminder when they've you were talking about banner blindness, they went through that show just like we did this a couple months ago 
and we're showing you know all the different folks banner, that are out banner, there. Banner, 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 banner. It all banner. bleeds together. Can you imagine the and then what the, the, end the user brain thinks? cannot handle it, and it just tunes it out. Yeah. And it's the same thing as the scrolling through the logo, 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 logo. It, it's really a, a it's a true psychological term. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just thinking that that's probably one of the reasons though is sort of everyone sort of blends together because they're going to get that email from you know it's going to be a generic mm -hmm. at company email from probably marketing or something that goes in. Thank you for stopping by our booth, blah, 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 blah. And they get a hundred other ones that look just like that. Right. All at the same time, simultaneously, because yeah. it was a trade show. Right. And their box is just yep. full. And so what, and a, that's it. what a great year, way, and exactly. And what a great <laughs> way to remind them of what they saw by creating a video of showing them, Hey, here's some of the things that we do and have that already ready. So if you had that material ready to go, you know, because everyone just uses these shows as sort of like a backdrop of like, hey, here we are at the show and we're having a good time and doing this, that, and everything. And then weeks go by and it's the same post. They're still yeah. posting about the show because they don't have any content. Yeah. So I think having that content ready to roll mm -hmm. and then creating that content over 12 months. So that's sort of our big focus right now is create helping our clients create content on a regular basis so that it's good content. It's like I said, sort of that infotainment quality to it where you're explaining your relevance uh, to the audience, you know, that, that end user, that channel partner, why, where, how, here it is. <laughs> so anyway, that's, you know, personalization, getting, getting all that sort of the next level. I think the expectation from, um, from a buyer at this point, are, are pretty high. That's why they try to do yes. 80 to 90% of the research on their own mm -hmm. and, and going, and that's another thing. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we have sort of coming. Um, so I won't, I won't ruin everything, but you know, if you look at the average website and you go there and you're trying to figure out, you know, what's going on and we're, I think all companies are, we're all guilty of this. Um, but it's, you know, how, how far can that person go? Um, in terms of doing their research to find out what you do. And so if you do have, vi and video is more powerful than just text. You know, people don't, as, as a copywriter, I know that they don't, they don't read as much as you would hope they would. Um, and I think video is just a more powerful way of delivering messages. And, and there's a lot you can, you can do obviously with video. But my point was that, you know, if you can help somebody to go further on your website and really understand what your value prop is and and give them the information that they would want, now they're really ready. When they ask for that demo, you know, that they they're ready for um, probably you know choosing that company uh, to to purchase from. So I think when I look at most websites that are still out there, they make it where their goal is to get that person to call them, not to educate them and yeah. help them on that journey. So I think if your goal is to pop up a form and and sort of um, you know firewall off your content because you want them to fill in their information, they can certainly fake that information in it's two like, seconds. I know, and and it's again they're trying to get something from the customer instead of Give. giving them yep. something. And it's just, the customer senses that. Yeah. 
I mean, we all know how to get around that too. So, I mean, I think you're just creating a bunch of junk leads for yourself um, Definitely. by doing that. Because somebody's just going to be like, yeah, here, here's my email. I yeah. just wanted to download the ebook. Yeah. So, you know, I think if you can um, just give it all away and, and show, just think about value, just thinking about value constantly. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to help our, our clients do is just like, what part of that can we help with? And so right now it's explaining what they do and what they do really well and why they're better maybe than another solution. And that's a long list of, of material because you, there's going to be a different material for educating a channel partner. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's a series of very more, a little bit more technical deep dives on things or from a sales perspective of what they need to look for. So it's kind of an endless um, amount of material, but, Again, do you want to create all that on your own, knowing knowing what is in in yeah, you're gonna need teams of people. <laughs> yeah, or you could just call us. So that's our our goal is is really sort of expand on what and to be doing. able to do that at scale to, you know, have a regular video or, you know, it it's expensive for most people, but we can do yeah. it because we know how. Well, that that's the biggest issue right now is having a consistency mm-hmm. because you know if you're looking at at algorithms alone just on social media um that that's 90 percent of what what it's looking for is consistent content that's going out and that people like so you know first you got to have sort of the right ingredients of and that. to understand each platform and its nuances and how each one is different. Each one operates differently. The algorithms operate differently for each platform. So I've been I've been guilty of uh, <laughs> favoring certain certain platforms more. Yes, and I think all of us need to, you know, diversify mm-hmm. those and distinguish those as different advertising channels. Um, but they're all going to have a different approach, and that's probably the biggest challenge: is getting getting material around that that's going to do well on that platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, you know, there's B2B and what we focus on. So I'd say LinkedIn is probably, you know, where a lot of our energies go only because a lot of our clients and, and the people that we work with are on there and they already know, like trust, you know, yeah. what we've been doing. Yeah. So that is the big focus though. Um, you know, aside from just, creating the videos for the client that's like the whole another level to this is people think that we're just pushing these videos out on social media so there's a lot more behind the scenes that's going on yes that's not the only reason we create them yeah <laughs> so we, we have other uses for those but and, and that's have to call wave to find out yeah that, that's a little more <laughs> that gets into trade secret yeah and the software topic which we'll have to talk about next time well, we could we could touch on it. So th- there's there's a lot more to wave than sort of you know we we definitely started out um, working with manufacturers and and so just by proxy that's it's sort of that representation uh, motif. And from day one though, I never wanted us to be just doing that. I, I wanted to grow this into something bigger, and with inside sales as a major component to that. And you know, I think that there's broken paradigms and we want to, you know, flip out of those. And I think you know, we moved into a managed service provider 
um, 2017, end of 2017. You always have to keep changing with what people want. Yeah. And so you don't just do one thing until it, I don't know. <laughs> that and it's just your, your target market's like this. Like yeah, and then the, nothing the there. audience changes what they like to see and hear. Yeah. And the way it's delivered. It always has to change. Otherwise, so after that's, a while, you're you're not popular anymore. <laughs> well, we my you know the the focus for us alone has just been okay. I want to uh, I want to provide more services than than just this. So that got us into software. This is kind of where I'm going, and that got us into inside sales, and it got us into some of the marketing stuff that we're doing. And um, the software component, and we we provide software for clients, is that they we we learned firsthand they go in to get software, and we're just sort of connecting the dots for the client, and they start down the road of oh, okay, cool, this looks like you know great software, and then it's okay, well here's your onboarding, and and you need to do this many meetings, and this is all the stuff that we need from you, and it's just like oh my gosh this giant time suck of resources. And that was another sort of aha moment for us, which was now look what we can do. We can, we're certified on, on these platforms and we work with them every day. So we can put all this stuff together very quickly. Um, and for our industry. Yeah. Like, so it's specific. And that's where the playbook kind of yeah. idea came from is like, you know, here's, here's all the things connected together. Um, so we can connect like a sales engagement platform to Salesforce or whatever it is. And, you know, there's companies that still don't understand the value of a sales engagement platform over to CRM. And so that's, that's a whole nother side of wave of what we've been doing, but it's on our website. You know, if you look under technology partnerships, those are companies that we've aligned with, that we've vetted, um, that we work with on a day-to-day -day basis because, they deliver a really good ROI. In fact, there's some other clients or partnerships rather uh, that we haven't uh, put on there yet. We need to, but we, we've always been a technology company um, mm -hmm. probably because I was in data storage for, you know, years and got an early sort of uh, glimpse at how technology can make you uh, go further and faster and, and get a lot more done. Um, so anyway, that's a big thing that I think is needed, and especially in certain industries, and in, in, in the security industry is one of them for sure. Yeah, um, I thought you were going to talk about um, you don't just buy the software and you bought the software. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the implementation component. They they is are like, okay, deal. yeah, I'll buy that, and they bought it, and they're like, uh, what do we do now? <laughs> well, it, the, the and then they never they never even used it. They just bought it and they just yeah. went, uh, yeah, we don't too much, know too much for anymore. Us. We well, can't. that was... But, and then they can say, yeah, we bought that and it didn't work. Right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, when when a software company expects your internal team of two or three people to do a lot of work, you know, now they're off and doing something and you're paying them to onboard software. So there's an added cost to that. Whereas you could hire your Wave and we go in there they're still getting it directly. In fact, we help them with even with the pricing component, but we're going in there and sort of doing all the connections, making sure it's fine-tuned, getting, there's just a ton of work that goes into doing that, yeah. but we do it all the time. It's just like, okay, now I have all that done. And then especially when we already have an inside team that's also doing that, mm -hmm. this is one of the biggest things is 
and so and salespeople hate new software. <laughs> um, it's just a big pain because now it's just like, okay, this is for reports, isn't it? <laughs> and so what we've been able to do is if we're doing inside sales for someone, we open that up, we get it all fine-tuned, and then we sort of crack the door open and then they can let additional salespeople on it and they'll see, wow, this is actually is pretty pretty killer. This does a lot more <laughs> stuff for me and makes me a lot more efficient yes. on my day-to-day. It's like, don't you want to be able to see when not not only when someone opens an email, but be able to test which emails are doing well, be able to have all of your sort of hit list of of people that you need to contact every day and having it on a sort of a heads up display of what you need to get done. So there's just these things that we've been doing uh, since at least 2015. Uh, we we're doing sales engagement. So we have a good experience on that for sure. And so all these things sort of came together and I'd say the the video piece is sort of that additional component that really is going to drive a lot of these um, things together. But we want to open that up where, you know, if somebody doesn't want to work with or have our inside salespeople or, or fractional or whatever, you know, uh, we can just work with somebody as a as a client just doing video for them. Yes. And I think that's going to be sort of, you know, a lot of what we want to be able to do. Uh, coming up so yeah or if or even if you, they have their own raw footage we can put it together for them yeah put up put so the, there's uh, a lot of options to, to yeah. save the client time Give a nap. that is <laughs> Give a nap. anyway um i can't remember what i was saying but, well i i'd say if we can if we can help people by providing a lot more options and and say okay if you have this, we can do this for it. Because obviously most people aren't getting the level of content out. Mm-hmm. And that looks good, delivers, is concise, is meant for their their audience, not them. Right. So there's a lot of material out there, but it's just not good material. And it needs to be consistent. Yeah. And a lot of companies might make one or two videos a year, like you said, and there's nothing to subscribe to. Right. right. What is that? Um, okay, I'm going to subscribe to two videos a year. They didn't, no one's going to subscribe to that. <laughs> no, no, so, you're not going to binge watch two videos. No, so it needs to be on a consistent basis, regular posts, and yeah, we've, help them. We've been doing with that ourselves. Whatever it is they're they're needing help with. Yeah, you're you're giving it away for free. Yes, you yeah. are. <laughs> but you're also looking at it from from their perspective. What's the value I'm providing um, this particular client or potential client? And I mean, that's how we sort of govern our, what we're focused on is, you know, where's the value that we can provide? And, you know, we looked at, and, you know, you look at the market going on, and this will be sort of maybe a, a sidebar, but, but looking at what's happening right now. I mean, they're still talking about, I have tabs open up right now, literally um, that are, are focused on the economy, uh, inflation, things like that. So those are going to make things tougher for businesses as they're trying to hire people and now they can hire less people. All these things are going to start mm-hmm. affecting how they're doing things. And I, I do I do see outsourcing you know, as a managed service provider. So we focus on the sales and marketing component of that, especially marketing. And you know, a sales development rep is under the marketing motif, at least I believe so. Um, and then a channel development rep would be more on the, the sales side. And there's different programs and different things you can do. But 
if you if you just look at an inside position, inside sales especially, um, there's really no reason to have a W two employee for that position because now the the overhead on that is so so large. Now you have less hires where you could really focus in on the people um, like your senior kind of your 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 top salespeople and making sure that they're happy that they have what they need and then you're supporting them with with inside sales i i think that's where uh the market should be going and we've been looking at this for two years knowing sort of what what was going to be happening and i saw all these hires happening it was sort of crazy so i think the next phase of that right now is going to be how do we sort of get the message out that this is a better way of addressing this component promote your inside sales manager they'll like that make them a uh you know a, 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 a an account executive or, or what have you or a regional sales manager and then wave is just going to be that component where it's all dedicated people it's all branded for them there's they're they're not wave people they're their people but we're just managing those teams mm-hmm. behind the scenes because we have all this. We know the software. We know how it should be working, what they should. Be, and there's just so much there mm-hmm. that I think that's another component of that. But the reason I mentioned it is there's a future component where you take that position and then you take what we're doing on the video side. And I think that's where, you know, we're we're sort of going where this is where everything is going to be, I won't say virtual, and we wrote an article about the future of virtual communication, but you know, where do you think it's going to go? Do you think it's going to go more in-person or less in-person? Well, obviously, it's going to go more virtual. So all companies need to be sort of really thinking about the media that they produce and how well they are on camera and how well they're doing to, to explain what they do um, and make it uh, digestible by their audience and so this is where we're going with this is imagine a personalized version of that yeah i always thought you were going to mention um people aren't in the office anymore right so how are you supposed to go to the office to have a meeting with somebody that's remote i mean there's so tons of articles on that too. The R- now the whole rto return to office people are really fighting against that yeah, maybe it'll happen it. but you know first it's trying to incentivize people yeah. and now they're they're saying hey you're gonna get in trouble but there's just a really a big pushback on that and and it really doesn't matter either way all I know is that um, today channel partners for example they're not in the office they're not sitting there you know doing like they were in the cubicle doing their quotes they're at home doing the quotes and so they're they're going from their house to the job sites and then they go back home they do all their quotes from home and so dropping into the office to do sort of the old, uh, hey, what you got going on, you know, uh, that's just not happening as much as it, it had in the past. So, you know, we looked at that three years ago now and we were already ready to sort of, mm-hmm. you know, go and, and support people because we already were selling with our other B2B clients, you know, uh, using Zoom and and all these platforms. Um, so that that wasn't such a bump for us. But. Um, no matter what industry it is, it's still, you know, we're all sort of on the same ocean, if you would. So if if somebody's having problems, you know, it's going to have ripple effects. So my goal is to just help everybody so they're not having those problems, that they're ready for whatever the next thing is. And I think 
that's business continuity. And that that's kind of coming back from my data storage life is that you have to have business continuity. And that means that you have to plan for things that are unforeseen. What happens if the electricity goes out and you want everyone in your office? Okay, go home because now the electricity is out at the office. And you don't think that's going to happen for for everyone. Um, so there, there's going to be a lot to that, I think, where if you just sort of step back and look at, um, you know, we call it RAID back in the old days, which was redundant array of independent disks. So you had a bunch of hard drives and you had uh, parity going over them, meaning you're using all the hard drives and if one goes down, you're not down, down. So they can rebuild that. And I think it's the same idea. Like, I'm not saying to have a million offices, but I'm just saying that that distributed workforce um, isn't so bad. But if you do want them in an office, why not have at least the inside component not there? And we purposely, uh, and this is sort of not not great, greatly public, but I'll, I'll just say that we took our sales operations uh, component, the support component, and moved that to where it's a lot friendlier and the power is not going to be an issue for us. And we did that just kind of looking ahead, you know, what is going to happen if, for example, there's brownouts in California. You know, you remember the grid last year, hey, it, it got hot and everyone don't charge your electric cars. So there's just going to be things that happen that people don't think about until it happens and, and then the they're wind. reacting. And the wind. They turn the power off if it's windy and yeah. all those other things. Yeah, we lived so. through a lot of that. And and so after a while, you just have to, that and fires and everything else are, that, that happened frequently. So anyway, we, we've been working hard um, trying to look ahead to see what we could do to mitigate uh, those business continuity issues for the client. Mm -hmm. And so I think we built a, a pretty good system. And the thing is, I, I don't know how to say this, but a business has to be adaptable constantly changing to fit the time that we're in. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we had a rotary phone. We don't use those anymore. <laughs> we had hey, the you the know, plain old telephone lines are rabbit going, ear going away. Television. We don't have that anymore. You know, everyone laughed uh when you it's like what do I want to be on the internet for? Oh my I mean, gosh. what is that? You know, and then email, what is that? And yeah. then you email somebody and you get a response immediately back it because great. it was like no one online. Yeah. So I, I was. So everything changes and you have to keep adapting to those changes. And if you're still doing things in an older way, it's going to continue to change and you'll be far and far and far and further behind. Yeah. And I think th this is funny. It's just like, you know, I've seen a major change in, in just the internet and how it first was when I got on and working for a data storage company, when you would send an email and you got one back, no matter who you were emailing and then, then came spam. So there's always a mm -hmm. shift and now you have to make, you know, a shift yes. after that happens. Once it gets hot, everybody likes it. Yep. And then shoom, you, you just have to shift where the attention is. The attention was in the email. It's not there now. Right now it's on social. Okay. What platform? Who are you trying to reach? What's the age group? You know, you have to know all the demographics for that. You have to know who you're speaking to if you want to speak to somebody. And you can't just make one generic video for your entire company that just reaches this. It, it's, it's, you're not focusing it. You're not focusing yeah. your target. 
So and, and is it good content? Yeah, and then it has to be good, and right. it has to be creative. And now it's the most creative is what gets pushed up there. And and a lot of people think this is another thing. A lot of people think that they are if they're subscribed to something or following something that it's just going to show up in their box and it doesn't. Oh man, that's so a let's big talk one. about the algorithm problem yeah. and and how that all. I mean, you have to know all these things, and you're like, why didn't nobody? That's a good, I mean, you know. we were just talking about that um, yesterday and that, you know, if you look at LinkedIn and how, how it works, it promotes the individual, not the, not the company, because they want the company to pay for advertising. <laughs> and so when you're, you're, you're pushing things out there, the reason marketing is asking a CEO or anybody else to like, share, subscribe is the fact that when they're reposting something and liking that, it has a much bigger effect than when the when the company posts. What's funny is all those aggregate uh, likes and all those aggregate um, comments views and comments, yeah, click through do not go and um, th th those are not shown in the company feed. Yeah. So it's just the way it is. Like every like you said, every platform has its nuances, and that's LinkedIn's. And today, that's the way it is. And it might change tomorrow, but right. for, for today, that means that every person, uh, when they're liking, when you look at a video, if you want other people to see that, you have to like it and you have to share it. At one point, I thought, why are people, it's like you would see everybody from one company liking and sharing their company video. And it's yeah. like the only people doing it. And it's because otherwise it goes nowhere. So... If and then, and then the other algorithms like um, TikTok, and I know everybody thinks that's a teeny teeny bopper thing, but it's not. Um, there's a lot more people on there than you think now, yeah. and that algorithm works completely different than LinkedIn, and that one is by what people want to see, and there are no subscriptions, you know, it's just the algorithm feeds it, and we got like we just posted something as a test. It was like. Six thousand views yeah. within like it's crazy the same day. It's if like it's good, it's good. And they love that will like video. It. Yeah. And why your switch failed was that one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and that's our you know our thing is to 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 look at what all those trends mean and how a company can plug into that to get business. I mean, at the end of the day, everything that we do is how does this, how is this going to produce revenue? And I think a lot of people get trapped into you know, looking at attribution and all these models and stuff from, from marketing and they have a hard time justifying what they're doing because they can't really correlate, hey, this turned into revenue. Yes. And that's, that is what I wanted to talk about because numbers underneath a video doesn't mean anything. And, and the marketing people that are using those, it's, it's not really, I mean, the software that we have, some of it, I don't know if you want to tell no. me. <laughs> okay, never mind. But um, anyway, there's other ways, basically, that when you see it starts to generate sales and revenue, Yeah, those are your, the, the numbers that you're looking for. Yeah, those are the droids you're looking for. <laughs> so that that's the biggest issue, I, I think, is um, people have a hard time attributing to revenue. And I think video is an easy way to do it because either somebody, either they're going to like it or they're not going to like it. And if they do like it, that's a good sign that they're interested in the product and the company and what you have to say and what you have to, to, 
problem that you're going to solve for them. And, and I think, again, I don't know why, but the channel is just kind of ignored on, you know, oh, yeah, here's our partner site and here's some material. It's like, yeah, I want to watch an hour-long uh, webinar from everyone. Right, and, and think about the channel partner. They, they are getting this from every manufacturer, yeah. not just you. Yeah. And they don't want to go to this one and that one and the other one and do this thing for an hour and that thing for they they come to our channel because it's a quick doing okay, done. Yep. This quick, and then they quick can delivery system. They can go do some other thing that they're Well busy they're busy with. anyway. Yeah, they're busy. They so, don't have time for all of that. Especially right now. I, yeah. I think if if any time um I think channel partners are probably under more pressure just because they are, their their managers are like, hey, you know, here's quota. I, yeah, you did well last month. This is this month, right? So it's always a new day. Yep. Yep. And I Today. think I think we can make we can make some inroads on the channel side. This is one thing we have sort of um, planned is to create videos that are really uh, geared for the channel in a series. So we could create a whole series of those mm -hmm. for a client and help them because that's what we do. I mean, we've been doing this for a long time. So we, I really love working with channel partners and helping them. Okay, let me boilerplate it down, make it really easy in terms of I'm not going to make you work for understanding this product. I'm going to show what the value is, where it fits, how it works, and why it's better than XYZ product. And so if we, if we can create videos like that that sort of build but they're short and sweet. Like you don't want to go. Everyone thinks they need to make a, a thirty-minute video or even a ten-minute. Sorry, you know. Podcast can be. Yeah, because <laughs> we're going over that. But yeah. But that's. I mean, that's the thing. It's just like you want things that I can go through this module, watch one. Okay, I'll come back to the next one later. Yeah. I'm going to do this quote now. Sure. People are moving around. They're doing a lot of stuff. So I think you just have to go where what the needs are and where the where the market and what what people need is that they need short digestible content that doesn't suck you know um <laughs> yeah so yeah we posted content and no one liked it because yeah. it sucks yeah. <laughs> yeah like you said uh you know if i have a you know video to music you know here that i mean yeah i mean there's a, a plot for that for making an ad but if that's all or here's a, a blog post. Uh, I don't see a lot of action on blog blog post. I mean, we everyone does it a little might bit have of everything. A while back, again. Yeah, but you yeah. know, the audience kind of breaks my heart. It. Though you gotta I like follow them. I'm, I'm a writer, they... so it hurts my feelings. Like it's just like <laughs> no one wants to read all these great things that you create. But yeah, you yeah. know, I think that's just how it goes. Like people just want they they like uh, video. They like to be able to get the information quickly. And not not um, have a giant time suck. Yeah. It's funny though. For whatever reason, I'll watch a you know two three hour podcast um, if if the material is interesting because it's going to cover a lot. Or the audio podcasts like Drive Time. Yeah. You know, but listening. I can't you know read a blog post when I'm in mm -hmm. the car. Right. And and it's the hours that people spend on social media. Oh, is yeah. astronomical. I just like, saw that. Way more than television. I think it was so five hours. Television used to be right. You know where everyone take advantage of it while you can. Yeah, because guess what? Everyone's going to start doing it, and then you're going to be 
buried behind all of that content. Right. And then that'll have to change. Everything has to be constantly shifted. Yep. Hmm? And that's what we're really focused on is helping the client figure that out yeah. for them. Like, you don't need to know all this stuff. All you need to know is that we we know where to change things around for you and help you. And um, I think getting their content out in our way, um, that's just very powerful. And, and again, today, it's powerful that there's a today. window, there's a launch window. <laughs> Like anything, yeah. there's it. You know, email After. was awesome when I was first doing it. I was getting almost a hundred percent reply, um, and then you know there came spam. So right now, there's a great launch window of getting the information out, getting the um, the video content out there, and making it really good and hot. So that way, people, wow, this is good. It's well produced. It actually informs me about something, mm -hmm. and you know, it's in their feed. So if you want that, then that's something that we definitely want to, uh, to help our clients with. And then aside from that, um, you know, we've been doing other things besides the video component, but that's probably the most exciting thing that we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. But the, the software is definitely something that uh, we should talk about more in future videos. Yeah, let's talk about that in another. That's like a whole that's, other yeah. gigantic topic. Yep. So we don't want to blow all of our content. Right? No. <laughs> we just wanted to finally create something for Pipeline um, just yeah. so we could kind of go through some of the content that we've been thinking about and talking about and working on behind the scenes. And uh, so we're really excited to get sort of this next level uh, out for our clients and help them to sort of navigate. It's not really just navigating social media. It's navigating uh, video content and understanding how, what where the benefits are and explaining uh, what their products and services, um, you know, how to package that for their audience. So anyway, that's uh, that's a ton of stuff that we wanted to, to cover. Is there anything else you can think of that we should um, include on this edition of Pipeline? Well, the last thing I would say is if everybody's concerned about money and using um, social media to advertise on, it's free. Yeah, today. At least today. Yeah. Now later, you might have to pay for your ads. Well, you can pay. And, and, and you, you have pay. to pay for your ads. Well, I mean, you can't. Yeah. But you can but what organically I mean is, grow content. Yeah, you can organically grow it. Like yeah. it it's a level playing field right now is what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Yes. And, um, you know. Oh, you know, what I used to do was spot placements for 30 second ads on television. And the price on that was just the ad placement. That wasn't the price that they charged the client to produce the video to put on. And, and they know. all wanted like five minute ads. <laughs> I got all this stuff to talk about. That's like a whole nother thing. But yeah. So, you know, basically what I was trying to say is that, um, it's affordable right now. Yeah. So why wouldn't you be doing this? It's crazy. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here it is. It's in front of you. The yeah. opportunity is right in front of you. So if you'd like to, you know, have some videos made, some creative videos made, um, even if you don't want, you know, we can... Well, we could, in other words, it's just like our dedicated services. They can be you. We can yeah. hire people 
just for a client as well. That's what I'm To be sort of a, a subject matter expert spokesperson. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another component. So there's the, so the they wave branded they don't have and to, wave unbranded. That's what I was trying to say. But I will say <laughs> there is there's one thing about the wave branded that's really interesting that I didn't expect. And that is that and it, Sam's done an awesome job. I mean, he goes out there and he's a subject matter expert. He's worked in the security industry like me for a long time. But what what really gains sort of the momentum, I think, for us has been, you know, we're a third party. We're not you. So we're talking about your product. And really sort of reviewing you know, how does this work? Why does it work? And I love that because that's how I've always done demos is I'm showing, you know, oh, this is really cool. Uh, it's, this, it's a third party. Yeah. And you have to have it's, that Yeah, if you want to. Again, that builds trust because you saying you're great, you know. Yes. Versus me saying, hey, this is a really great product. Uh, we We have... You know, we look at a lot of different products. In fact, everyone knows if they know me, I just don't sell stuff that I don't like. So there's been a lot of opportunities missed because of that probably. But I just don't like to partner with someone if if I just don't like the product, if I don't believe in it, because it's just how I'm wired. And, uh, you know, that's the technical side of me. I like great products. I like multi-sensor cameras. I like uh, VMS platforms that, that can... In, you know, plug in uh, new analytics and and do things that other people can't. Uh, data storage that was my background, so I I like to look at you know ingest video and how that works. And but there's a lot to explain. Channel partners aren't going to necessarily know everything about your product. And but what what do they need to know? Uh, you have to arm them with the correct amount of information. Otherwise, everything just looks sort of the same that's out there. Yeah. I mean, they have, you know, probably 100 other products that they could sell. And if you want your materials to to get in front of the client, their client, um, you have to arm them with everything that they need. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we, we're, we're really big on channel partner alignment and helping them and equipping them. And at the same time, it benefits the end user who... Now they're they're kind of seeing like before I had to go travel, you know, I I try to do five demos a day <laughs> and you go out there and you're in front of the end user as well and you're helping to explain, you know, here's what this product does and this is why it can help your environment because we're specifically walking one person's environment. And now if you can scale that out through video by showing here's the, uh, an environment that looks like this. Now someone can picture their environment matching that environment. And so you're able to sort of connect the dots um, and, and really show relevance. Relevance is such a big word, but it's such a key to everything. Value and relevance are sort of the two things I think that we're most focused on. Yes. And value to our clients, relevance for the end user and channel partners of why does this matter to you? Yeah. Why should you bother watching this video? Yeah. So... Anyway, that's uh, that's going to take a lot of you know our time and energy to to do that. But the point of of having us do a video, you know, we can package that all in, and then we have the channel. So if if you know Wave and what we've been up to, if you go to Wave Security, um, that's where we've been sort of testing some of these ideas and really building an audience out there that doesn't have to see sort of the. Uh, the sales and marketing jazz that we have, um, you know, on, on those wave channel. And you can see the difference too, mm-hmm. you know, where we put a lot of our energy 
is where the channel's grown. Whereas we haven't done that as much here. We've been behind the scenes working on a lot of content and a lot of uh, other materials for other people. Um, yes. So it's kind of the uh, the mechanic with the with the broken car sometimes. But I think you know we're really looking to um, expand all this out, open it up now. Uh, but I wanted to, you know, we wanted to perfect a lot of the stuff before it sort of went prime. So that's been uh, literally in a beta uh, phase for mm-hmm. for a while. So the Rep Plus component um, is how we've made it where that's like a wave branded um, video. And so we can create those explainers and, and do all that and on a nice time basis. And that's pretty much done, except, you know, we'll need material from the client um, in terms of, again, you know, video of their product, unless they also want to add that to our, but that's going to be a per, per item uh, fee. To go out and video um, there. We can save that for another video. Yeah. We don't want to get into all that right now. We but, just wanted to talk about. Yeah, but I'm just saying, so that that's a big piece. If we're going to do something for somebody that, that's going to be under that wave, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're doing a basically a review. Package. Yeah, and we're doing reviews on their products. And then on the dedicated side, there is no wave. No one needs to know uh, wave, you know, if, if they want that completely branded, just like we do for inside sales and marketing people mm-hmm. that, that, you know, there's no wave associated with that uh, other than we're doing the work behind the scenes, mm-hmm. which I probably prefer. White label. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's sort of the uh, state of the union here in terms of what we're trying to accomplish for the clients. And I know a lot of people have been asking questions and we've been sort of taking these meetings one by one until we're ready to, to sort of get to this stage to really open it up. So hopefully uh, there's a couple of folks that I know, maybe they're listening and will say, whoa, that's what they've been up to. Okay, great. Because uh, I'd love to work with a handful of, uh, you know, manufacturers that, again, if if you're, it's a product that I can get behind, get the materials out for you and help you uh, to get, to get uh, you know, your value prop out to a wider audience. That's exactly what we'll do for you. So, um, give us a call, and we'll uh, we'll kind of go from there. But uh, hopefully, this wasn't uh, too long. But I just wanted to make it where um, you know we could put some material out here. So it's about an hour. So we'll maybe I'll try to shorten some of this stuff up if I can. I'll yeah. see. Let's see. But uh, well, Glennis, <laughs> our chief marketing officer. Um, thank you for jumping on here. I yeah. finally were able to get you uh, onto the onto I podcast. I did. I came on. So it's been good. I think we've been working on a lot of stuff, and we finally had time to to take a break and and get in front of the camera. So yeah. So it's gonna be good. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hopefully, something in there helped you. Yeah, that's what it's all about. So until the next pipeline is released, have an awesome day, and uh, we look forward to uh, speaking with you soon. Take care.